everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, especially pissed off Ricardo. My name is Luke, I'm your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy, and Daddy can't get no fine cigar, but we know you're smoking wherever you are. Welcome to Luke, <laughs> and welcome to the listeners. It's the fucking Never Open Podcast. We're talking about Wrestling Don Taco. I can't wait. I a lot of shit happened. A lot of shit happened. Dude. Yes, it did. We've been super excited to, uh, to do the podcast. We we are covering a Road to Wrestling Dantaku show. Very quickly, everyone. Very quickly. Oh, wait, do we have to? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. do we? Right. Yeah. I mean, we kind of do. It'll just take a minute. Yeah, it won't take too long at all. But uh, before we do all that, there are ways people can uh, interact and contact us if they wish to. We're on the Tweety. I'm uh, at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. Collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. I remembered. And if you want to send us a written or voice email, NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. Got a bit of extra money and you want to look never as fuck. Or should I say savage as fuck these days? Uh, (laughs) You can do that with our Teespring store. Uh, Yeah, I forgot to do the ELP thing, but that's okay. Man, Luke, you just fucking crushed that. Yeah. That was the, that was the best one ever, I think. I was, <laughs> I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Nice. I'll uh, I'll listen to this back and write the script down, and uh, we'll be we'll be right. You're like, okay, exactly. <laughs> I attempt to say every week, but just failed. This time I got it. So. <laughs> In fact, uh, can you just like grab this bit of audio for my? <laughs> I would just use it every week. So. Yeah. It's oh, fucking man. this up again. Good thing I got that perfect standby. <laughs> After a while, we keep doing that. And eventually, like, the podcast will only have to record, like, five minutes of podcast. The rest of it will just be, like, little bits of audio that were perfect. <laughs> well, if you've got a piece of recording of us talking about a House of Torture versus uh, Chaos match from a year ago, just copy and paste it here and we'll That's be right fair. to go. That is fair. Because, uh, uh, you know, we'll talk about House of Torture a little bit. They're getting a little interesting. Some stuff's happening, Luke. I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's been a more eventful New Japan show. Maybe it's recency bias. Maybe I'm forgetting, you know, a million things. But I feel like that this is what we usually get at like um, uh, New Year's Dash or New Year Dash. So like this is what New Year Dash would be like usually. And so I don't know, man. I was just blown away by all of the like story movement. Some of it I like, and some of it I don't. What are those things? Listen to find out. That's right. And Mr. Guy, I want to do it early before we even start the second show because I want to like enjoy chatting about it with you. But I just want to complain. I want everyone to feel a little bit piece of my pain. You're gonna complain? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's new. <laughs> It is, it is. Because what have I been watching most of these shows live for? For wrestling Dontaku. And I've been watching a lot of Road to Wrestling shows. And apart from the title shows, which were really great, the rest have been kind of house showy, but it's fine. I'm watching these and I'm thinking they're building up to an awesome show. I can't wait to watch it. And then, like, the weather is super bad in my area. I have no internet, like, all fucking day. And I didn't really have any until like it was close to going to bedtime when wrestling Dontaku was mostly finished so i would have loved and 
you know, because of life and sleep schedules and stuff, we don't watch every show live together. So I'm like, yeah, we get, I get to watch Dontaku with Andy. This is going to be fucking awesome. No, I had to watch it the next day. And I was so absolutely devastated and gutted that I think it sees live, but yeah, fucking. It would, would have been fun to have you live. There was some <clears throat> Twitter interaction. Someone, by the way, shout out to someone on Twitter. I can't remember who they are, but they corrected me about something and I have a retraction to make. And that retraction is that Yoshihashi was, in fact, never in the Headhunters, the beat Bullet Club Headhunters. His Headhunter thing is separate from that altogether. Yoshitatsu came up with that, and he had, unfortunately, Captain New Japan and Kojima. Those were the three people in that faction. So I just want to – oh, and Billy Gunn, by the way. And i just like to apologize to anyone that I misinformed on Twitter. And well, I'm kind, of, kind of mad that I didn't get to watch it live with you and share these I, kinds of jokes. I also have a correction to make. I'm playing like Yakuza Kalami 2 and I'm like, you only get to meet certain wrestlers in the fighting Coliseum. That's not true. You can hire them for the real estate mini game where okay. the idea of the real estate mini game is to defeat like all the guys who want to steal like your area. And the people who want to do that, are Fujinami, uh, Choshu and Tenru, they're the first three. But the two major bosses behind those two are Chono and Keiji Mudo. Oh, my God. And now, so far on my real estate team, where I can, like, just whoop ass, because, you know, if it's all fighting and stuff, it's a video game. I've got on my team Kazuchika Okada. <gasps> I've got Hiroshi Tanahashi. What? Uh, and Tetsuya Naito. And I was like, what? Oh, maybe I don't need any other wrestlers for my team. I got Tenzan. I was like, oh, no, he's all right. Because I have to level him up. And I'm like, I've already got my leveled up team. And then I'm like. What? You're not willing to put in the work just because of Tenzan's crazy foot and his haircut? Come on. Then I got got Satoshi Kojima. And I was just like, oh, there we go. So there's probably a a few more. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird how they've incorporated a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestlers in Kiwami too. But also super cool. So, yeah. Man. It's uh, it's weird seeing Raymakers in uh, Kiwami too. It's it's funny. We just covered a lot of ground, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Everyone needs to know my uh, Yakuza Kiwami two update, but uh... well, everyone needed to know that I lied about Yoshihashi on accident. So <laughs> that's right. Everyone needs to see. Everyone needs to hear how stupid we are. But uh, mm-hmm. we should uh, we should get to it. Because we have a road to wrestling Tontaku show that us and everyone listening to is just going to be like, oh, I don't have to talk about this. But yes, yes, we do. Yes. I'm going to cough. Hang on. Tick. Yeah. Well, Luke, I have yep. information about the venue here. And so, I mean, because this is the most interesting part of the show. Is that this, <laughs> venue, this venue has a wild name. I love it because it's it's like generic, but it's also like kind of like, what the fuck is that? So it's called the Oita Beppu Beacon Plaza. I mean, come on. That's like a mixture of the two, of the, like, generic just bullshit and the, like, what? So I really yeah. like the name of it. That's pretty cool. It's – um, there's convenient air, sea, and land routes that – oh, these are the routes that tie Beppu closely to the rest of the world. This is like a sales pitch for Beppu, by the way. Beppu okay. is blessed – with an abundance of natural glory from sea to mountains, plateaus, and the most famous hot springs in motherfucking Japan. Beacon Plaza itself is situated in the spacious 
and Verdong Beppu Park. This convention center is one of the largest in Western Japan with a uh, convention hall, which can house up to 8,000 motherfuckers. This art artistic and graceful design of the global tower, it's symbolic of the purpose of the Beacon Plaza, which is, of course, to provide a space for people from all over the world, not just Japan, to meet and exchange information, and in this case, violence. Whatever your needs are, international conferences, concerts, trading violence, trade shows, or lectures, the future starts at Beacon Plaza. Unfortunately, Luke, there were a lot of empty seats at motherfucking Beacon Plaza. A lot. Wow. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, they didn't want to come and exchange information, I guess. No. Or, I don't know. But wouldn't you want to, like, get Tanahashi's number or something? Like, they didn't know he was going to be there. No, they didn't. So, oh, yeah, that's true. They should have fucking announced that shit. I mean, I guess Okada's on this tour. You want to see him, but man. This place was, uh, this was pathetic, you know? It yeah. looked that way. I think they kind of pushed everybody together, you know, and that's why it kind of looked that way. But, man, oof. No, it's a, it's a weird venue, but uh, that's all right. But, yeah, so uh, maybe maybe they thought, like, oh, this might not be an important show. Maybe we don't need to go to this, but I would have gone to this. Yes. If it was near me. God damn it. Anyway. Yeah, so tonight is a little samey, like big time, big time samey. And but I'm lulled into a false sense of security because Tanahashi comes out, and I'm like, oh, what's his announcement? What's going on? I'm on commentary. Oh, <laughs> um, thanks. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the best when someone comes out, their music hits, they walk out, and then they just walk right past the ring to commentary. It's like, oh, that's right. Okay. You want to see me tonight? You can see the back of my head over here. <laughs> so uh, the, the show is supposed to start with Shooter Umino and Oscar Lueb. We'll get that name right one time, maybe. It did take us a year to get Doki right, but or to like stay on like one pronunciation for Doki. One of our listeners was being driven mad by that, by the way. Really? Don't know if they, they still are. Might be Howard the Dave or something. I don't know. Dave Howe. Anyway. How's it? Okay. Doki, Doki, Dalki. Uh, Shooter versus Oscar didn't happen because Shooter's still got a fever. So it's uh, Oscar Lueb versus uh, Bolton Oleg. A really cool young line match. But uh, Oleg is so, so new that he can't get the submission. So it's, uh, it's a time limit draw. It's fine. I liked it. It's fine. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought this was kind of poopy. I didn't think it was very good. I just thought it was like, uh, maybe I'm just being a, an asshole, but I don't know. I don't know, brother. So. Next match, Luke, was an eight-man tag. It's the Fisherman, which is Yoshihashi and Goto. Uh, Yo and Toriano versus the House of Torture. We all know who that is. And Yano, he's way too good at cheating for House of Torture. They got no chance. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny he just schools him at cheating he fucking wins that's it maybe house that's of torture needs it's sonata but it's not like sonata or anyone like that instead what house of torture really needs is toriano <laughs> man he'd be tremendous that'd be so much more fun with him there and he would in chaos him. yeah yeah no i mean he leaves chaos to join house of torture and leads them what yeah. do you think uh yeah 
okay. I, they're not really doing anything with Yano, so yes. Why not? <laughs> we'll see I how can't wait to talk about Ishii and Chaos later. Oh, my goodness. Uh, get up, Tanahashi, you pussy. That's what I'm looking forward to talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so Yano pins Togo in that match. Next, we have uh, Rare Haiwa, Kevin Knight, and Kushida, the, the Jet Setters, the Tag Champs, versus Catch 2-2 on the Hanare. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a it, look, I really like these matches. Great chemistry. Awesome stuff. The feud's over. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> It's really over on wrestling Don Tom, so <coughs> Exactly. Anyway. And who, who who wins all these matches? It is Hanare with uh yeah. I'm pretty sure the Ultima on a Rio Aiwa. He's very generous in this match too with Rio Aiwa. He was like bumping all over the place for him and selling. It was great. So that was nice. Uh six man tag is next. It's Okan on the cob and Austin. Wait, that's not six men, that's eight men. Eight man tag. It's Okan on the cob and Aussie Open versus TMDK, I guess all of them. So uh, we get more of the whole Fujita demands the great Okan acknowledge him. And uh, they start the match, and uh, great Okan has to kind of acknowledge him because he has to wrestle him. So it's a pretty good preview match for the title, uh, TV title. Sheep Killer on, um, it says Iowa, but no, that's Fujita. I just mixed them up. Yeah, that's right. Oh, what happened after, Luke? Something happened after. All right, so what happens afterwards is the House of Torture. They attack. Oh, no. And uh, I'm pretty sure they steal the uh, the tag team titles as well because that's what they yeah. do. They did this with the six mans, and now they're doing it with the tag titles. They're like, uh, possesses nine-tenths of the law. There you go. It's ours. They did House some kind of weird thing, too, where it's like a double fake-out where, like, they come out and kill Aussie Open while the fishermen are busy with, like, Dick Togo and show. So they, like, uh, <laughs> You know, there was a little bit of shenanigans going on there, but yes. What, what Dude, the they're all in together, aren't they? The House of Torture. I, yeah, they don't mind taking an ass whooping at all. Like you see that, yeah, they, you, you see this team and you think like, oh, they're just there to help prop evil up and just cheat for him. No, they they expect to see House of Torture when shows wrestling in the best of Super Juniors. Every like, time, Zero. Yeah, it's, or it's Dick Togo or something. Like they all help I, each other big time. It's I, it's. Kind of cool. I cannot wait to hear people complain about that. It's good. Oh my awesome. god, it's it's amazing. awesome every year. It's the best tweets. The best tweets are the people that are like, "Oh my god, I can't stand show." It's the best. Yep. Whereas I'm sitting there with my house to torture t-shirt going, "Yeah, yeah, that's right." Hey, you want to rip on somebody? Rip on Pimpy, just like you know, Chris and Kevin Kelly. So. Oh my god. We gotta make the pimp hot because he's got a tag title shot. Uh, next, we've got uh, Jato, Wato, Piccolo. I don't know, and Tamatanga <laughs> versus Gato, Taiji Shibori, Kenta, and David Finley. Uh, these are really cool. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the ongoing uh, Kenta lumberjack breakdown Hikaleo's leg segments of these matches. Uh, Ishimori getting increasingly like frustrated and pissed off with Wato is always a good time. And uh, this is maybe I was a bit iffy on the, some of the previous stuff with Finley Tower, but I'm going to turn around on that on the second night that we're talking about because the spoiler alert, I thought the match was awesome. But yeah, this is really cool stuff. Vendaval on Gato as well. So the per- person who's not really in a feud in any of these tag matches, uh, they're getting the pins most of the time. So yeah. 
it, it's fine. It oh, there's was. a Bullet Club beatdown oh. afterwards as well. Oh, Look, it's an entertaining so- night. It's just... It's house show. We're trying to get to the good shit. But yeah. one good thing about that match is that instead of just whiffing on an RPP and wasting, you know, his bump card or whatever, fucking, you know, Watto's like, oh, I'll just put Gato in the Vendaval. Like, yeah, only do that. Let the, or just kick him in the face. That's it. So. Here's when you do the RPP. B-O-S-J. Okay. You know we got a problem here is that Wado is that he has been tagging against Ishimori for a while now and he hasn't once tried the like side pin thing which is bullshit because that's how he wa- beat him like the first time remember that what the yeah. fuck Wado why are you so dumb why is he booked to be such an idiot that is a problem anyway Look, all right eight- <laughs> I don't want to shoot on on Wato any more than we have no, it's but not his problem but. There do exist in in this world dumb people, and some of those dumb people are on TV. So maybe he's just this really adorable, nice dude who is dumb. That's okay. I'm dumb. Yeah. I I posted the whole thing. I don't, I don't think you're dumb, Luke. By the way, I'm sorry. It took me a oh, second to get to that, but uh, I posted a video <laughs> <laughs> recently okay, of. I one of Hiromu's entrances. I posted the video. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? And it was like, you know, Hiromu's entrance from Hiromu versus Kushida, the squash match, where Hiromu just squashes Kushida. It's like, what? Amazing. It's like, it's just one of the greatest things ever. And I just, I was, uh, I was looking at that, and Lexus Montez, our buddy, he uh, commented that there was never, you know, there's never going to be another juniors kind of like run quite like that initial amazing Hiromu run where he squashed fucking major dudes and just was so dominant. And I, I, I commented back. I said, well, when Wado, you know, finds the way the way grand master or something like that. And he was not amused. And I found no. that very amusing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wado is a, a guy that exists. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly, God, we want to love him, but we have to settle for loving to make fun of him instead. So yeah. There so we are. are we? So we're on this eight-man tag, right? With GPH, Okada, and Ishii <clears throat> versus Broken Arm, Young Lion, and Strong Style. And Ref Chumpy's here because this there's like an angle that's gonna happen, and we can only trust one man to like handle something that's got an angle coming. So here we are. Chumpy's here, and Okada orders him around like he's like Chumpy's is like. You know, his servant or something. Fuck you, Okada. That is heel as shit. I don't like that. He thinks he's better than Chumpy. He's not. <laughs> so I didn't like that. But this match is very good. But what happens after is more important. Uh, we get broken arm, young line. He almost pins Ishii a few times, and that's exciting. But he gets grab grabbed out. I don't all grabbed out by Ishii for submission victory. And then the two teams, they kind of like face off with each other, right? And um you know, the six-man titles, they got that in between them there. And and uh, Tanahashi, he it just gets off commentary and he walks up there and he claims his spot on the team. But Ishii, like, doesn't like it or something. And also, I do have a note here that says Tanahashi doesn't need ribs to compete for those titles. So. No, no. In fact, uh, when the match happens, he can even spend most of the time on the outside. <clears throat> 
I love Tanahashi. That's what he does. I, I, I actually got the direct translation here. It's uh, Okada. It's not the, it isn't the two of us anymore. Get in here, Tanahashi. Me, Tanahashi, and Ishii will take those belts from you Wednesday. And Suzuki's like, it isn't the three of you. Ishii doesn't want to do it, and Tanahashi is rushing back. You don't belong in a title match, and you can't coast on your name. Can you do it or not? Bum, bum, bum. Then there's like a Godzilla promo. What do you and... mean? I can't. There's something coming from the sky. It's going to land in Japan. It's coming from Japan or whatever it is. It's taking too long to get here. Everyone's shooting a brick and saying, oh, my God, it should have happened already. It's Emelina 2.0, but just Godzilla style. Shut the fuck up, people. Oh Everybody else is tweeting about it. It won't happen. And then it happens. Stop. Why did he walk? Why isn't he walking out on the road to Dantaku show? Instead of, you know, the important show, Dantaku. Fucking hell, people. You really want this person to come out, like, in this house show? Fucking shut up. Oh, Jesus Christ. I just had to rag on that a bit. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. All right. So (laughs) next we have uh, Bushi and Shingo versus Taichi and Doki. Excuse me. I like this match a lot, but the feud is over. However, in my, it, this is like me being hypocritical here because I can just watch Tai Chi and Shingo <laughs> fight forever, really. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I, and if you mix in a bit of Doki and Bushi at the same time, I'm a very happy man. Especially when the Tai Chi does that uh, stretch plum on uh, Bushi for the win. So I guess that's his... Uh, they, they're pushing that as one of his mission maneuvers right now, which is really cool. Man, they should uh, call it like the... The like emerald stretch, or like something oh. like you know, like the something like that that's kind of like elusive to, or alluding to all Japan, but also like jewels because like he's I don't know or gold holy or emperor and the like holy that. emperor has yeah. jewels. Yeah, uh, something like that, you know. Well, maybe we'll call it that. Em- I like emerald. the holy emperor's now a king as well, so like that's pretty yeah. cool. That's true. He has dual titles now, man. What is that's that right. Mean? Wow, like what does that mean for the Republic, Luke? <laughs> it's it's fucked. <laughs> it's so. wow. All right, Luke. So uh, there's an important <laughs> note that you missed from that match is that after the match, Taichi just rocks out to the fucking Just Five Guys theme. So <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> me, me too, buddy. Me too. So next we have Naito, who is Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi versus uh, Kanemaru and Sonata. Who's Yoshinobu Kanemaru? That's the man. That is who he is. And the, he does not do a Kanemaru gambit here. But um, the juniors, they fuck each other's legs up. Kanemaru even fucks Naito's leg up. <laughs> it's really funny. And there's all kinds of sneaky roll-ups at the end from Naito and Kanemaru. Victory roll, uh, though, and Naito gets – or no, Destino on Kanemaru. Lame. Uh, and then um, there is a press conference, Luke, between that show and this show. Now – I didn't watch the whole thing, but I do have a couple nuggets, uh, but not stank right. nuggets, uh, good nuggets that <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will sprinkle in throughout. But uh, it, it, there was some good shit going on there, and, and I'm happy. Uh, what did you think of Road to Wrestling Don Taku? <laughs> All right. Here's what you should have done, New Japan Pro Wrestling, because obviously you need my help. Uh, you know those two shows that had the title matches on them? Yeah, put them, like immediately before the main Dontaku show yeah. and then have the two house showy shows early 
that way you build up to the tag to title to the the you know whatever title matches the king of pro wrestling and the junior tag titles you build up to those matches with those few house shows and then you got boom three nights uh in a row of fucking tag team or title match action and stuff so that's what i would have done uh but maybe they, said they, that, wanted the, they wanted the title matches in bigger venues, a place where they could sell more tickets, and they did. Exactly. And I, and I that's get that, but, but we shouldn't talk about this anymore. <laughs> this no. is a wasted time on a show that doesn't matter. So. And we did that for you, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> I love it. That's great. It's a pretty nice short review, though. But, uh, uh, I have definitely got better notes for this show because we're here. It is Wrestling Dontaku. We are in the Fukuoka Convention Center. I don't know if you if you mentioned the Fukuoka Convention Center before. I'm sure we have. I was so focused on this show and waking up at 4:45 that I don't have any notes about the venue, but I do have a great note that's a lead into the show, and that is that we hear the count in from the producer. <laughs> Here. Nice. Three, two. <laughs> we hear that. <laughs> All right. Kevin so, Kelly starts talking, and I fucking loved it. I thought that was great. I'd be hypocritical if I didn't mention this. It doesn't affect the show and the quality of it at all, but it is something that happened to Capital Collision, and it does happen tonight. On the bottom left corner of the screen, you'll see what? one little white line when it should be a no. bit of a square. And that happens a couple times during the show. Otherwise, this show's awesome. And forget I said that. Let's just enjoy wrestling. And uh, I don't Andy, think I don't. I think you're tripping. I think you got a window open on your computer, and that's what's going I'm on. I'm gonna here, fucking take like, a picture of this next time it happens. <laughs> do it, do it, because I want to see it. Because I don't believe it. Uh, you know. But no. yes, we have Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton on the call via satellite tonight. And and you know, Kevin's Kevin's Decent. microphone's a piece of shit, man. Yeah. Oh man, let's get you, let's get you something decent. Let's look. Come get on. one of them blue yetis. Yeah, with the you need, he needs to like spit shield thing, you know, because he's like that's it's like it's too much going in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wanna you wanna start us off? I can do that absolutely. So you this whole night starts off with. By the way, this crowd's fucking hot, but at first we can't quite oh, hear him. Like right away, I think they figure out that we can't hear the crowd because even Kelly, uh, Kevin Kelly's like, ah, sure could like to hear the crowd. And he's asking for more crowd in his in his headphones, but we can't hear him either. So they get real fucking loud, but they're kind of far away from the ring a little bit. I don't know. It's not as, as loud at first, but the uh, show opens with an eight man tag. It is House of Torture versus Yo, your favorite, Yano and my favorite, the fucking Fisherman. They, uh, you know, <laughs> House of Torture have stolen the belts, and Show forces Abe to call them the champions, and they're yes, I love that really bit. fucking good. And so Chaos win fast, uh, like real quick. They just fuck them up. I didn't even have time to write it down. And then Aussie open out to beat up House of Torture and reclaim their titles, right? So uh, Fletcher gets on the mic. He get, he makes a three way match, and I urge folks to go back and watch this whole thing. But don't watch Fletcher. Just watch Mark Davis. He is hilarious in this. And, like, I don't think he's trying to be funny, but he's really funny. <laughs> he's just making he's got, like, silly like, his wide-eyed, angry expression, and he's <laughs> nodding his head. 
and, and pointing like, and shit. And it's yeah. so fucking fun. And, oh I'm man, bravo! I'm gonna fuck you I up. Enjoyed that so much. And um, and after this, uh, you know, match and the backstage comments, there's a great comment from Evil where he says, "Aussie Open." He says, "Post-match beatdowns and stealing titles is our thing." <laughs> Tremendous. Dude, I there is a fun part on the commentary for this match where uh, Chris just keeps making jokes about the amount of times chaos and house of torture will wrestle each other in the yeah. next two years. He he reckons it'll be about 167. I think he's under underselling that. Also, dude, he, the he also buries Pimpy. Buries Pimpy. I oh, mean, dude. Buries Look. Him. If it's Wato or maybe a Honma or pretty much most of the roster and they're burying someone, I'm like, what are you doing there, man? That's our job. Like, yeah, you need to do that. But Yujiro, dude, you can drop Trout and shit on him all you like. <laughs> yeah. But the commentary team does annoy me a little bit and call all of House of Torture a team of Genetis. And I'm like, bitch, evil's the fuck being the fucking world champion. Where's how many world championships did Genetti have? Get out of oh. here with that. So part of that was pretty good though, because they were saying they're while they were burying this is an elaborate way to bury House of Torture, but they went oh, the yeah. long way around. And they're like, you know, like they were listing tag teams and like that that Yujiro had been in. And they're like, oh, and he was the, you know, he was the Genetti. And they were also saying that of the two, Sonata and Evil, the Evil was the Genetti. And so they're saying that it was full of Genetis, and it was just very funny. That first of all, they were calling them Genetis, you know. And second of all, that I, they were just burying the shit out of those guys. Like, wow, okay, fair enough. I, I have to, I, I have to imagine as a wrestler, like you want to make a living doing it, and you want to get over and you know make a career out of it and you sure i guess a part of that for some people is you want to be immortal in some way have your name remembered for a long time poor marty Janetti though (laughs) (laughs) man he's immortalized but oh my god poor guy he's yeah uh, it's like it's like munson you know and (laughs) he's been been (laughs) Janetti. oh my god all right, so next we have uh, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Kosai Fujita versus Aussie Open and the Great Okan. It's great, but it's, an, it's it, it look, some of this show is uh, amazingly awesome, and some of it's a little a little bit of ass showy, and it's fine. It's all right. That's New it, Japan gotta, now. Exactly. You've got to get everyone on the card as well. Like, you know, they've all been here. You can't not have them on the main Tontaku. But... Uh, <clears throat> Feuds over, as I said, but uh, Aussie Open also have now Chaos and House of Torture to deal with. So it's weird that like they're in a feud with two other factions and they're wrestling TMDK here. That's fine. There's a sheep killer on Kosai Fujita. Uh, but uh, I do like Fujita continually getting pissed off at the Greater Khan. And, <laughs> and, uh, and he hits a really, really well-owned German suplex on the Greater Khan as well. So, Great. yeah. So does he... Does he lose? Yes. Does he finally get to hit like some fucking gnarly move on on Greater Khan? Yes, too. So it was pretty cool. And I'll never tire of uh, Aussie Open doing the run around stalling suplex swap maneuvers. <laughs> I'm Kyle Fletcher. Great. I'm gonna hold this guy up and walk around. Hey, Dunk. Huh, here you go. Oh, oh, good. And I'm just gonna walk around. Oh, I like that. got, that's gonna <laughs> suck if you're the guy taking that because you just gotta be upside down. <laughs> 
just holding your legs as tight Hold as you can. Deal, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's got to suck. But, well, and Great O'Conn did go back and double dip. He hit the fucking Iron Claw suplex again. He saw people loving that shit, including us. And, uh, you know, he went for that again. So, and that German suplex, man, it looks so good. And after the match, TMDK in their post-match comments, it's pretty, pretty rough, pretty uh, loose, I would say. But they're like, they call themselves bridge enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about Fuji, and they're like, we are bridge enthusiasts, and we know what a good bridge is, etc. It's pretty funny. Anyway, <clears throat> so next, Luke, we have United Empire. It's our guy. It's Aaron Hanari. He's our favorite wrestler. And Catch 2-2 versus Shota Umino in the Jet Setters. His, uh, his um, you know, his illness went away, I guess. I'm glad he's not ill. So this is really fun because – we get Hanare versus Shooter Umino, and they're like, we're going to do amazing, incredible, like, heavyweight shit. So that's what they do, including absolute, like, home run, like, hit of a fucking forearm from Hanare. By the way, it's amazing. So United Empire, they team up on Umino, and the juniors do their cool-ass shit all over him. So it's fast-paced action, and it's just really great. Kushida fucking rolls up TJP though for a three count to put the exclamation point on their title win. And it's great. And like after the match show to Umino and Hanari go forehead to forehead and they're talking that shit. And this is kind of like everything before this was just that eh, this is where the storytelling starts. And like everything after this, there's like all kinds of shit going on. So I really enjoyed this as a lead in to what becomes a very strong storytelling show. Yeah. Uh, I've got notes like that too. Uh, Hanare versus Umino, please. And thank you. Yes, please. And yeah, uh, Kushida rolling up TJP is like the, uh, it's like New Japan way saying, go, no rematch. We're going in yeah. a different direction. Uh, I'm all right with that. I don't mind. Uh, but I don't mind catch 22 having another title shot down the line, maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't mind. Uh, next we have uh, Naito, Tetsuya Naito, Bushi, and uh, Takagi Shingo. He's the one name I can't get the right way around. So that's why, why I just call him Shingo. I don't know why. Every other name I'm absolutely fine with, but is it Shingo Takagi or Takagi Shingo? Uh, it's still, and he's one of my favorite fucking wrestlers. I still can't get his professionalism in my job. Anyway, they're versing uh, three of uh, just five guys. That's uh, Doki, Taichi, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I do like uh, Chris on commentary here saying that uh, Just Five Guys merch is selling well on the Tokon shop, which makes me feel p- pretty well and they're pretty good. And, uh, and then Chris uh, kind of funnily says uh, that uh, Taka says, so what? You already buy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been a joke for a little while, but it's yeah. great, right? <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Look, that uh, was the that was like his response to the oh it was just four guys now it's just five guys so what you already buy right you know it's <laughs> yeah they, yeah I remember that uh, what about the just four guys shirts no you buy this one <laughs> just five guys now uh, <laughs> and look I'm still not sick of seeing Shingo and Taichi wrestle each other and as I said fight forever uh, Bushi has a mask visor on his mask and. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, part of me is just like, I think I like it. Another part of me is just like, how does that work? Is that annoying to wear? Like, where did he come up with mask visor over his eyes and it's a flap that moves up? 
Like, what's the deal Apparently, with that? You you accused me of not paying attention to the commentary. They uh, they informed you <sighs> what that was. It had something to do with <laughs> with like a local um, manufactured good, like a of like a local sweet treat or something like that right. that they make. And so it had something to do with that. It was part of the you know local flair of Bethu. Right. Oh well, I, I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad though that uh, between the both of us. We've both listened to the commentary. <laughs> That's fair. That's 90%. 90%, you know. I catch you out not listening to the commentary onto the chat, but you, you turn it around on me actually on the show, and I'm like, God well, damn it. It's I, 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 yeah. I listen, but I don't always hear. <laughs> Dude, this match is awesome, and what I kind of like about it is just five guys, all right, they've been around New Japan for a while. Uh, they're kind of established, but they're not not fully established as this team. So what kind of better team for for the for them to go up against than LJ bumping around like maniacs for them and putting them over, and also being gigantic huge assholes to the Just Five guys? I love this feud. It's and I'm by the end of the night, I'm like, oh, is this feud over? No, no, it isn't. Like, yes, no. I did a dokey. <laughs> yeah, when I found that out, fuck man. This is just some some fucking awesome wrestling stuff. There's but uh, they're building up the Just Five guys because there's stereo submissions on Lij and uh, Taichi gets the win once again yeah. with that stretch plum or the Emerald stretch or whatever we're calling it now. And uh, Taichi doesn't even remove his pants until after the match like a fucking. Oh, ball. dude, he doesn't just do it after the after the 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 thing. The, he like starts a new thing. This is a new thing. He t- takes his pants off on cue with the fucking Just Five Guys theme. It was like on the beat. There's like a part where it just goes silent for a second, and then boom, he fucking ripped the pants off. And I was like, oh, this is 100% a new thing he's gonna do in tag matches. Hell yeah, I'm uh, I'm all in. Now Luke, next we have something that we can't really talk about, and that is that. They announced every card, well, every, you know, best of Super Juniors match for the next, you know, for the whole tournament. And so basically they tell you, hey, on this night, it's going to be these guys. And on that night, it's going to be these guys. Doesn't tell you what the undercard is. Well, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, all these guys that we talk about that are building feuds on this particular show. Um, But we did learn that the new slogan is shake the soul. Now, Luke, what do you think about Shake the Soul versus Soar to Glory? I'm going to need to hear the full version, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I, I guess we will hear the whole the full version well, again and again and again. That's just the slogan. I don't know if there's a song. Just saying. What do you think about the slogan? Uh, what was the slogan again? Shake the Soul versus Soar to Glory. Yeah, I, I like both about the same. They both suck. Yeah. Yeah. Shake the soul. I don't know. It's fine. Like, look, they, they ruined everything with fighting with the real sword. Yeah. Because none, yeah. no slogans or <laughs> songs that ever had post that has ever come close to the glory. Like, every best of every uh, G1. You and I will still be like fighting with a real sword. Yeah. <laughs> that, I don't care what they do every year because that's our theme for the G1 forever in, yeah, in my mind. Is. 
Okay, so I was looking at, you know, I, I didn't pay attention to any of this shit because I don't want to hear it. And the reason why we don't talk about these announcements is because it kind of sometimes can be spoilers. But I did hear one thing, and that was that Mike Bailey is going to face Hiromu on the first night of the Best of Super Juniors. They usually open with a bang. But also, I got to thinking, you were talking earlier about Catch 2-2, and you're like, oh, no rematch for them. Well, here's a way they can earn it. You know, so in this tournament, I would wager that they that would be a big moment in this tournament where one of those guys gets a win or both of them. And in that way, they can wrestle again at Dominion. I just I think there's more money in that feud, you know, and you already said it. So I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right there, too. And yes, so I'm sure there's like 50 podcasts people can go to to have the card broken down and stuff. But like. I don't mind if I see like the first couple nights, but then I see like the last couple nights and I like what the main not events right. might be. And I'm just like, I don't want to know that because uh, I, I want to be on a bit of a ride here with the, the best of Super Juniors. So if people are into that, like that's awesome. There's lots of stats nerds and lots of people like to look at the previews and things. But uh, well, in this I respect, I don't need the full a, cards. That's <laughs> an important point about what our pack, our podcast is, is that we are kind of like fans first. I think, mm. you know what I mean? And so like, we're not going to screw up our fandom to do a podcast. I think that's disingenuous, you know, for us to, that would be disingenuous for us to do that because we just were like a fan's podcast. Right. So that's just how I feel about it. But anyway, Luke, next we have a really eventful match. It is the strong open weight title match. That's the American title. And it is Kent Fuck yeah. versus Hikaleo with Chato. He's there. And um, this is an interesting match. So we get, like, right at the beginning, we get a big boot, and Kenta is, like, playing dead. And so he does some, like, fucking shenanigans. It's really funny. And people start tweeting at this point that he should have his own house of torture. It should be, like, House of Kenta or something like that. So, and it's so funny because, Luke, yeah. you said the same thing. So I found that. I did. So, now, I was kidding, though, but, yeah, he'd fit, fit in there. So here's a big moment here, too, because then there's another big boot, right? And, oh, wait, okay, no, that comes a little later. So Kenta Sato acts like the Kenta's really fucking KO, but, of course, he's it's just a trick. He tries to roll up uh, Hikaleo and goes right after his knee, so he just skipped the shine. <laughs> so I got up at 4.30 a.m. to watch this, so it's hard to stay focused during ageless, slow, stalking heat sections, and that's what we get, yeah. lots of that. So... Hikaleo gets a big comeback, but ends up taking out Kenta Sato on accident with a kick, and it looks awesome. (laughs) Kenta Sato looks like he got murdered. It was fantastic. And so I was like, oh, woke me up, man. So Kenta gets a a low blow during this time, right? It beats up Hikaleo with the kendo stick to booze, but they can't extend the booze. It's just, you know, it's just booze once. And Kenta has to ask the crowd for the booze. Oh, I was really sad at this moment, and I was like, "Oh no, this feud is not is not getting what it, it's not getting the heat it needs to get." But you know, we'll get there. So he kills Jado with <laughs> Kendo Stick too, and that gets some booze too. But Hikaleo has had enough, right? So he's like, "Oh, I'm I, you know, I'm all mad." He gets up and he catches slash destroys the Kendo Stick, which is a great moment. The crowd finally wakes up. They start to start to cheer. And we get a huge choke bomb, but fucking Kenta Sato's dead, right? So Hikaleo runs to the ropes. He calls to the heavens. 
for an angel to save him. Marty! Marty! And Chum- we need a Marty. Chum- we need a Marty to referee this fucking match. Oh my god, I, was, I flew my fucking mind. Like, Ref Chumpy, he fucking appears. He looks awesome. He's all shiny and spiffy. And here he comes. And Kenta puts the game over. Right on to <laughs> to Hikaleo, and there's another ref bump to Marty, but it's okay, you know. It, it, there's enough time, you know, for a low blow, but that's it, right? So he hits uh, Kenta rears back after this low blow, hits a psycho knee, but only gets a two, and he's fucking getting pissed off. So there's a power slam comeback for Hikaleo and a big choke slam. Hikaleo just pins Kenta, and it's just wild. I I was. Surprise. We had some very decisive victories on this evening. This was one of them. And I, I do want to mention that after the match, uh, Kenta in his post-match comments, he mentioned that like he wants a rematch, but next time he's going to have his hair cut because his hair was in his eyes. That's funny. But uh, it, it, it might have been surprising to watch as Hikikikaleo beats uh, Kenta, but looking back on it, like he just beat Jay White. Like, he kind of had to win this as well. Also, maybe maybe the Japanese crowd wasn't so into it because they're like, this is the strong belt. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But whilst I whilst I'm, uh, was more entertained by maybe Jay versus Hikaleo because, yeah, no, it's Jay White. Sorry, Kenta. I still had a pretty good time with this. But, yeah, Kenta is a one-man house of torture. It's like he doesn't live in the house. He's got, like, a bungalow in the back or something. You know, like, uh, or a caravan at the front or something. I don't know, man. But he's he's uh, he, he at least lives on House of Torture Street, whichever whatever think, street that is. I think that he lives on a mansion on the highest hill near the House of Torture, and the House of Torture is much less a house and more like kind of like a double wide. Just saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, uh, look. I don't, it's really hard for me to even care about this strong title, really. I'm like, is there even, uh, yeah. Too it's many, not too even plenty b- enough for someone to, like, poke themselves and, and bleed, and that's important. No. But Luke, Where are the edges? What, what about this, like, comedy routine from TMDK during their entrance promo? <laughs> what you think of this? Dude, I, I, all right, so here we go. We're, going, we're doing uh, Jeff Cobb versus Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Jeff Cobb's given a pretty good promo until he says he's going to bring the TV title back to the Empire. I'm like, but, but Zack Sabre Jr. is like the only only champion of that title. Okay. And then uh, Shane Haste does Zack Sabre Jr.'s promo, and it is an awful in- English accent done by Shane Haste, and I Oi! love it. <laughs> Oi, I'm Zack Sabre Jr. I like 80s uh, singers and George all Michael. shit, dickhead. Oh, yeah, dickhead. I'm going to tap you out. No time. And Zack Sabre Jr. then walks in the frame. He's like, what? You think I sound like that? You've known me for 11 years, and that's the best you can do. Oh, my God. It was fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Zack Sabre Jr. is like, I'm not not Oliver Twist. And Shane Hayes is like, oh, please, sir. Can I have another? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's uh, chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim tree. (laughs) Oh. oh my god all right so here we go uh 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb, the TV title match. It is 15 minutes on the clock. There's something that happens at the start, and I'm just like, how? Like, I know he's put on a bit of beef, but how does he do? How's he doing this? How, I know, like, uh, like Zack Sabre Jr. and Cobb are maneuvering around, and uh, Cobb's trying to pin him and hold him down using his uh his body weight and Zack Sabre Jr. is like bridging up from under him and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, <laughs> they, they did the like world of sport thing. It was so cool. Yeah. There's like I like the story of this of the start of this match too, where uh nothing Zack Sabre Jr. does to Cobb seems to work. Just gets thrown across the r- the ring or just shoved down or things like that. Like not, nothing's working. And Jeff Cobb, in in response, like just looks cool, calm, and collected. Going like, yeah, come on, I'm gonna fucking throw you around, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> but it's not until Cobb decides, you know what? I think I softened him up a bit. Let's do that standing moonsault. And then Zack Saber Jr. catches him in a hold. But Cobb gets out quick, and there's like this amazing leg scissors and kind of a Ron Miller special by Zack Saber Jr. I'm like, that's really cool. We got a like a he doesn't even run. Zack Sabre Jr. bounces off the ropes and Cobb just jumps and it's like a cross body that flattens Zack Sabre Jr. I'm like, that was cool. Oh my God. Zack Sabre Jr. goes to like these gnarly looking European uppercuts, but there's like a big ass fucking drop kick by Jeff Cobb that just shoots Zack Sabre Jr. across the ring like he just ragdolls it. It's amazing. Cobb tries to go for a superplex, but, like, Zack Sabre Jr. twists him up into a submission. But no, t- fucking huge top rope gut wrench by Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. There's a strike exchange. Zack Sabre Jr. goes for a German suplex, but hell no. There's a launching headbutt into Zack Sabre Jr.'s gut. And I'm like, oh, my God. Both men just go flying from that as well. There's, like, a spin cycle perfectly into a sleeper. Jeff <laughs> Cobb. Doesn't just German Zack Sabre Jr. It is a huge <laughs> wheelbarrow German suplex. I, yeah. I, I love wheelbarrow. But Tonsa lives, man. <laughs> oh my God, he does live. You give me like I love normal German suplexes, but if you're gonna wheelbarrow it or uh, straight jacket it like Tanner does, oh, you make me even even happier with the extra stank. That that was so fucking good. Cobb throws <laughs> Cobb throws Zack Sabre Jr. and he just like rolls the hell out. There's less than a minute. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. gets rolled in, and uh, it, it kind of ends in a time limit. Well, it does end in a time limit draw, yeah. uh, and uh, and both men. Uh, I th- I'm kind of happy. Like maybe it ties into the story because like it does end on a little whimpery kind of note, but not in a like a bad way that makes me feel disappointed. Just in a way that like because after the match, both wrestlers sell it. They're like. Zack Sabre Jr. is just like, nah, nah. I don't feel like the champion now. Nah, that's fucked. Let's go. I want a rematch. I want a rematch with Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb's like, fine, anywhere, anywhere. Let's do it now. And they're looking at each other thinking like, should we do it now? Do we both want to do it now? Or do we want to come back fresh for a 15 minutes? Like, but as soon as this match was over, I wanted the rematch. And as soon as the match was over, the story like dictated like Zack Sabre Jr. and Jeff Cobb are just not satisfied with the way that ended. They both want a rematch. And the good news about that is we get, we're getting Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr. too for the TV title at Dominion. And I, I wrote to you as I'm watching this and the match is finished. I'm like, I'm really glad they got rid of that coin flip stipulation they were originally like intending to use for this title. You know, either a winner in 15 minutes or there's a coin flip. Fuck that coin flip. Yeah. 
Might have been just for the tournament. We don't know. But I tweeted the same thing during the show. I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> this match is like like the finish sucks. Listen, it just sucks. I mean, it, it's a way to get yeah. to the next match, and I'm okay with that. So I, I think it just yeah. wasn't t- timed right. Something just didn't go right. And uh, I don't know. But the match itself is fucking incredible. Incredible. There's like so many. So like, like we were talking about before, they do the like – world of sport like grappling sequence like jeff cobb does the world of sport grappling sequence it's craziness and there's like all kinds of cool shit like that i love this match so much and and those the wheelbarrow suplex had a setup too where like Zack saber jr was in the electric chair position boom over the head bound down to the down to the mat up over fucking huge crowd reaction maybe one of the biggest of the night and that that man oh, yeah. that move in itself made this match worth watching because they build up to it um that was amazing but man there were so many cool things that happened in this match i think this is a one of those ones that you want to go back and watch over and over again because i mean you mentioned early in the match there was like a moonsault that he missed and zach saber jr countered it in some kind of hold as he does late in the match like 30 seconds left, Jeff Cobb kind of got cocky and decided he wanted to hit that moonsault, right? So he finally hit it like late in the match, but it was too late to like be effective enough to get him the win. So he kind of got cocky a little bit. I don't know. We'll see if that plays into the next match. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool match. Like the 15 minute thing is both a great thing and a bad thing, but it's a great thing because it always leaves you wanting just that little bit more. And in this case, <clears throat> we're going to get that. So good good choice for the story to play out of uh, both guys being completely unsatisfied with the result and being like, do this again? Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, they did Hell a great yes. job. They were both like in, you know, you did, you did an excellent job describing it. That was awesome. So, well, next, Luke, we have another... Big time story match. Uh, we got six man oh never uh, never open weight titles. It is Okada Ishii and Tanahashi versus Strong Style. And oh my goodness, this match is crazy. So uh, Chris Charlton is like I at first was thinking he was like kind of like manufacturing a story here, but no, he's right. Like he like he's talking about how Ishii is mad that they didn't like pick someone from Chaos to be X because why? Because fuck Tanahashi, he's not in Chaos, right? Why are you tagging with him? Like, he's just kind of like on this, this like, jealous thing a little bit. And, like, this is important because it's just – this is a a way for Ishii to leave chaos and maybe join Strong Style, right? Just saying. This is a way for that to happen. If that door is has a little bit of a creak in it and you can see some light on the other side, just saying. So that would be so awesome. Ishii needs something to do. And he in in joining one of these uh, somebody has to join these factions. The kids have three guys, you know. Well, we'll you know they're gonna get bigger. So we gotta if they really believe yeah. in these factions, you know these new factions, they're gonna fucking add more members. So who's it gonna be? Ishii would be a great member, obviously. So he's an obvious member anyway. So Kata, he's Please. of course all mad. He's all mad at Renarita, beats him up all over the place, and he's all disrespectful like. And Desperado tries to knock Ishii off the apron, and the crowd is like, "Wah!" When Ishii refuses to fall or sell the like push, <laughs> crowd lost their mind. 
<laughs> I was like, I love this crowd. It made me laugh. So that was awesome. Everyone fights on the outside while Ren and Okada wrestle in the ring. There's a great moment between Suzuki and Tanahashi uh, where they're just punching each other and shit. And Okada oh tries God. to interrupt the punching, but gets murdered by Suzuki. <laughs> just great. So, so Tanahashi tries to somersault Senton, and Suzuki just, he just gets up. He's like, no, we're not doing that. And he's like, we're doing this, and shows him the forearm, right? So they fucking throw hands in the middle of the ring, and Suzuki gets the better of Tanahashi, of course, by hitting a, a fake out and then a few rib punches. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so great. Tanahashi 100% would do that to him and not even feel oh, yeah. a bit bad about it. So that was so nope. great. So Tanahashi gets fucked up, and it's great, and he's selling like only he can. He's screaming his lungs out. Oh, man, it's great. So, you know, Cobra Twist uh, from Suzuki, and he does the thing where he, like, grates, you know, your ribs with the fucking elbow. <laughs> She's just screaming. Oh, so great. I love it. So there's all this heat on Tanahashi, but he comes back with a dragon screw, of course. He tags in Ishii, who slaps uh... – <laughs> what's the say? He, he, he slaps and fights uh, Desperado for a while, and it fucking rules, and everybody gets in the pool, and Ishii takes out Suzuki at the end so he can keep fighting Desperado. He's like, fuck you. I just want to fight this guy. So he, like, beats up Suzuki so he can do that. It's great. So Tanahashi then sneaks in, and he accidentally slaps Ishii. Oh, my God. He's real mad. And then uh, there's just this fantastic pro wrestling with Desperado and Ishii. It's the best shit you can get. And Ishii wiggles his legs, which is so funny. That's how he gets out of the Pinchy Loco. Loco. He just wiggles his legs. <laughs> Leg wiggles. Yeah. I love it. It's like when, when Ric Flair would get, like, pinned, you know, like, rolled up or something. He just wiggles his legs. It's the best. Anyway. So if you, you remember that time I, I like pinned uh, Jordan Clearwater, he was mm -hmm. wiggling his legs. It didn't work. So. <laughs> anyway, so there's strikes and Desperado. He sneaks in a palm strike, knocking Ishii down. It's great. But there's a desperation headbutt and they both tag out to a huge reaction because we got Okada and Ren in and Ren throws Marty to the ground does he know who that is and marty tries to stop him in the corner from beating up okada i don't like this take it easy renderita i know you don't like okada but don't let don't let ref chumpy get you know caught in the middle that's not his fault so oh that made me upset but then renderita he's real mad probably because he just knows he did it wrong and he fucks up okada on the guardrails that's great it's strong style they do their big long like team up sequence on Okada. It's great. And it ends with a bridging suplex from Ren for two count. Another bridging suplex for two. And then a Cobra twist on Okada. But Ishii comes in and breaks it up violently. <laughs> and they do that, <laughs> that like belly to belly rainmaker counter thing uh, Ren and Tanahashi do. And then uh, Tanahashi and Ishii, they take over on Ren and they beat him up. And uh, they're mad that he's younger than them. Like real mad. So there's a neck breaker. Okay, story. <laughs> <laughs> neck breaker, drop kick, cover flosion, rainmaker. Okada wins his first non-heavyweight IWGP championship. This is a good match, and mm. these guys should have won. Now the question is, can they get along? But Luke, what happens after the match? All kinds of shit, right? Oh my god. So yeah, this is just 
I don't know if you mentioned it in the match, but I think I said it earlier. There's one point in the match where Tanahashi's down and Ishii just looks at him like his little bitch and just yeah. probably says something like, get the fuck up. But yeah, uh, after, after the match, <clears throat> Shooter Umino comes out and, uh, you know, he's like, hey, uh, got a surprise for Dominion. Up on the screen, we get a uh, a little Mox promo. So promo, uh, Mox, Mo- John Moxley promo. So he's going to be at Dominion. Hell yes. And uh, then Okada says, oh, good. Good call. Going back to your babysitter, you little bitch. And then he goes like, fuck you, young boy, and gives him the middle <laughs> finger. And, and and because I'm not watching that live, I watch that one little bit like 20 times. I'm like, rewind. That is awesome. Rewind. That is awesome. I'm going to bite you in the ass one day, Mr. Okada. And I can't wait for that to happen. He's got like not just one story with a young boy. He's got like two ongoing stories with, the, with two young boys who want to prove themselves. And Okada's just like, you guys ain't shit he's and I like love it. I, I don't know if he says like fuck you and moxley i'm not sure yeah. if that's what he says almost sounds like that's what he said that's hard to tell oh i thought he said fuck you young boy but uh and then uh at, right near the end before we move on uh ish uh tanahashi holds yeah. out his hand to ishi and ishi's like mm, all yeah right. right also there's a point when they've just won the match and they like uh Marty's trying to hand their titles out, and, and Ishii's got, like, all three of them. So what does Ishii do? He just chucks them on the ground and starts going out for, with uh, Desperado. And He's like, still talking shit. <laughs> he just won the like, title. He throws it away. And it's like, no, I want to fight this guy. Look, like, you just fought him. The last time Ishii held these titles, it was with uh, the, Bish- the Bishamon team, right? Yeah, that's right. And. He seemed into that, and he seemed interested in that, but now he's in a freaking championship team with, like, the two biggest guys in New Japan, arguably, right? And Ishii's just like, what time is it? Fuck this shit. I've got to go wash my hair. Yeah. Like, he's going like, to join. He's there's a story here, style. right? He's going to join Strong Style, right? I mean, he's going to, like, you know, Desperado's going to earn his respect by beating the shit out of him. He's going to earn, you know. I don't know, man. There's a lot of predictions we yeah. made on the show that come true on this. On this don't set this, this shit up this, and uh, not do anything. Like, you. please, you know, give me saying. an Ishii story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Ishii's getting a story, uh, hopefully. Uh, how awesome is that? Yes, please. Hook it up to my veins. And uh, this is the next match is kind of the one where I'm just like, Andy, can I please cover this match? And you're just like, yeah, I don't care. Go for it. Uh, fine. So I did. It is the New Blood Evolution Valiantly Eternal and Radical title match yeah. between Tamatonga and David Finley. One nitpick. Tama, dude, you need new music. Use Hikaleos. <laughs> yeah, if, if that's what and it maybe takes. Tama... Maybe Tamatonga paid a lot of money for Realer than Gorilla or New Japan did, and they're just I like, mean, nah, but we paid money for this. You're using it. Fuck you. <laughs> it, Take it, the- opens, yeah. it opens with the fucking, you know, the whole thing that sounds like the shield. It's like Gorilla, Doctor, Doctor. Like, it's supposed to be exactly like the shield music at the beginning. And it's because, like, 10 years ago, people thought, he would be a better Roman Reigns than Roman Reigns was. And he's like, okay, oh, I'm the good bad I still guy. Agree. He's still doing that gimmick. It's 10 years ago. Look, I'd rather watch Tamatonga doing anything than watch Roman Reigns do a wrestling. So, he's your favorite. There. 
Ugh. Yeah, I know there's listeners going, oh, but what about this Bloodline stuff? I'm like, I don't watch it. I don't care. No, I they're to... not. They're thinking, what about this Never Title match? All right. <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's roll. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so Tama, Tama has to start the match with his belt on because David Finley just fucking attacks him. There's a fight to the outside, and uh, David Finley sends Tama through the gate rail which I thought was pretty damn cool little spot yeah. there. There's a brawl on the outside. Tamas almost counted out. And you think you might think to yourself, well, the, won't the, will the title change with the, with the count out? But it's not really about that. It's more like David Finley wants to weaken Tamatonga. He knows Tamatonga is going to make it back. He wants to freaking brutalize this man. It's five minutes in, and, and uh, Tamar is just getting fucking dominated. <laughs> Absolutely dominated. And, like, Tama turns the tables and he starts getting in some of that railing revenge as well. Man, there's some gnarly, brutal-looking railing spots in this match. There's like a, a and he and he does like this. Uh, so railing revenge, yeah, again and again and again and again. Then the jacket comes off. There's like uh, the SRC uh, DVD bomb that he does, and then he goes for the Supreme Flow, but uh, Finley gets the knees up. This clubbing blows again and again to the back of Tamatonga's head. <laughs> pull him up. Bang. Pull him up. Bang. I'm like, fucking damn, Finley. He's just like, this division isn't never enough. Urgh. I'm making it never right now. I'm like, fucking, yeah. Yeah, boy, yeah. Oh, and then, oh, my God. There's a desperation Tongan twist by Tamatonga to buy time. Uh, there's only one annoying spot by Tama for me, the, the Bloody Sunday. I'm like, that's a bullet club thing. I don't know. You shouldn't yeah, be doing that. Quit doing that. There's some finisher reversals and a terrible looking sharpshooter. All right, that's my second pick. A terrible sharpshooter. I like you, Tama. Don't do the sharpshooter. It's like watching uh, my boy Shingo doing kawada kicks. Like, that's just, it's fine. You'd... I don't know if it's that bad. <laughs> no, nah, it's not. But, uh, yeah, Tama goes for another supreme flow, but he gets pushed right off at, off the top rope and into the railing. Uh, Finley sends uh, Tama head first into the railing as well. There's almost a 20 count. Then back in the ring, Finley hits a dominator, then a powerbomb, then another one. Then he starts wailing on Tama now. A third powerbomb. Jado comes up with the towel, but he's like, oh, Nah, Tama would fucking. That was that didn't add anything to this match, by the way. That was like they're loving their towel spots lately. There's uh, right, so it's not called the Trash Panda anymore. It's called the Into the Oblivion. And I started to get a bit nervous here because he does the first Into the Into Oblivion, pulls pulls Tama up, does the second one, pulls Tama up. You gonna do something about this, Red Shoes? You gonna do something about this? I'm not stopping. You gonna do something about this, motherfucker? I'm a savage now. Can't you tell? Pulls him up for a third into oblivion and lackadaisical pin. One, two, three. And there's a new never open champion. And Tamatong needs to be stretched out. Uh, I love this match. This, this, like, this shows, this is like the statement for the future of what David Finley wants to do with Ball Club. This is, this is him going like, all right, this is what I say Bullet Club is. Now let me show you. Now let me really, really show you what Bullet Club is. Tamatonga's been a thorn in Bullet Club's side since he, since the Jay White betrayal. And, you know, David Finley just took care of that. 
oh, that was a switchblade problem. Yeah, I'm going to fuck this shit up. No, I got this. And he does. Dude, this is also really cool for Tamatonga because, yes, he got stretched out and stuff. He can come back with new music maybe, all that kind of stuff. But, like, <clears throat> you're going to want to see him come back from this and get some mo- revenge eventually, you know, down the line. So, I mean, I'm into it in that respect as well. This is a freaking brutal match. It's pretty never. Both men, like, worked their asses off. I loved it. And I love that I can say that, like, yes, I got my never match, baby. This is what I wanted. It's never as fuck. It's brutal. It's awesome. I loved it. New champion. And, like, I think the commentary team mentioned, like, like David Finley when they, like, for, for years now, I think someone would say to him, I was scared of your dad. I'm not scared of you. Yeah. You should be scared of this motherfucker now because uh, holy shit. So I don't know, man. What I don't think I quite caught what you thought of this match, but uh, I loved it. Uh, and I'm kind of excited for David Finley's Never Run. It's going to be freaking Good. awesome. Okay, then this definitely worked. This worked well for you. I, I got to say, I did not really enjoy the match until I realized what was going on. Then, you know, like yeah. once he started hitting those trash pandas and stuff and he was pulling him up and stuff. And I'm like, OK, well, either this is a true fucking just absolute ass whooping decisive match or, you know, we're just fucking up. So you know, I was really happy when I saw that Finley won the way he that he won, because that is a great decisive victory. Tama Tonga has been one of those guys. We've, we haven't talked about this much. I don't know why, but we haven't given him as much credit as being like a Gaijin who has been there always. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, he's, I mean, he's been there always for 10 years. So, you know, as much as I'm not like a massive fan of his wrestling or anything, this is a tremendous performance. And not only that, he put over Finley as hard. I mean, as best as you can put a guy over I mean, Absolutely. I didn't get any better than that. So I respect both guys for this. I thought the match was awesome at the end when I saw what they were doing. I was like, okay, this is okay. This is pretty great. I was just really bored at the beginning and, you know, cause they were brawling in the crowd and I'm like, ah, yeah, I get that a feeling. Lot, too. A lot of the like, you know, Gaijin matches will have brawling in the crowd. And that's like a, that's just like a tactic to waste time to me, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I was put off by that, but at the same time, they turned me around in the end, tremendous match, but Luke, that's not all that happened here. What else happened with this here? Cause there's a, there's all a right. bunch of stuff afterwards, right? I I'm, I'm watching this the next morning and uh, I'm <laughs> as I watch this and I write, Oh my God, can we get ELP coming out now, please, please. Right. And obviously then, you do it, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then someone comes out <laughs> And Chris and Kevin are like, who's that? I'm like, I can see I can see his eyes already. That's ELP. I'm like, yes! Fuck yes! He gets in the ring. Oh, my God. Sudden death on David Finley. He goes for a CR2, but Finley runs away. And then uh, Gato and David Finley are walking back up the ramp or something like that. And uh, ELP chops over the ropes, does a tope on both men. Crowd's going nuts. It's it's ELP. It's Mega face, ELP, uh, Bullet Club guys retreat, and then uh, ELP, as he's walking around, stands in front of Liger and bows, and then out, on his way out to the back, he looks at the, he looks at everyone, and you know, they're like, just in case you haven't seen it, everybody, look at my shorts. 
<laughs> and it has the New Japan Pro Wrestling logo on it. All right, yeah. in my heart of hearts, <clears throat> I wanted him in LIJ because, you know, to be with his daddy, but LIJ are mega heels right now, and that's not what ELP is. Uh, so I don't mind. I don't mind. They're doing something with ELP, and I guess putting him in Hontai is a pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. It's, it's good for him. I can't wait. I told you so. I told you. Yeah, you, you were did. like LIJ, and I was like, <laughs> nah, man, he's Hontai bound for sure. You were right. I'll give you that. Yeah. We called this. We called this like a month ago, by the way, and I'm so glad it happened because it makes so much sense. And I'm yes. glad we're getting that match. That's great. And and like, okay, so you got a couple ways you can go here too. You can have ELP do the same performance that Tama did, but get like more comebacks, right? And still lose, but just get his fucking ass kicked, which would put heat on him and make him more babyface, you know? And it would make Finley like more badass. I don't know. You know, I think that's the way you got to go here, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I, I would love this feud to go on for a long time, and I think it will. I mean, obviously, feuds go on forever in New Japan, regardless yeah. of whether you know, they happen now or 20 years ago. So, but uh, that was, that was fantastic and very exciting, man. So at this point, Luke, we've got all this storytelling and then we get this big like match and we, and, and this match is confusing to a fan, right? Because it's not the, it's not a special singles match type of situation. This is like a fucking actual IWTB heavyweight title match. And there is a, a whole video package. It's like a Hiromu is the best video package, which had me concerned a little bit. I was like, could it be? Because yes. recently <laughs> when, they, when they do a someone's the best, you know, package, they end up winning. So we'll see what happens here. So our main event, of course, is Hiromu Takahashi versus Sanabro, as he likes everyone to call him. I don't know if we're going to do that, but I did it one time. So here we are. So it's a heavyweight style match to start. They're doing the like heavyweight spots, like lockups and rope breaks. And am I going to hit you? Oh, I don't know. You know, all that shit. And, and man, Chris Charlton makes an amazing point stating that like Sonata has not even tried to use the deadfall in any of the preliminary matches leading up to this. Tremendous point. He's keeping that yeah, he's been doing. Yeah, he's been doing his more LIJ based moveset. I think mm-hmm. I... Not sure if I said it on the show, but I noticed it watching the wrestling going like, why is he just doing all these LIJ stick? Now you know. He doesn't yeah. want people being like, he doesn't want to be scouted. Right. You know, like, all this, it, it's great stuff. Yeah. Keep, keep going. I man. love I it. Like, it's yeah. tremendous storytelling. So a uh, good job on Chris Charlton for catching that and good job on them for telling that story. So Hiromu is kind of like, they start running the ropes and he's like, oh, well, I'm a junior. So he's going to do junior shit, right? So he starts doing that. And he starts kind of, you know, getting over on Sonata a little bit. Uh, he knocks him to the floor with a Canadian style. Um, well, he knocks him to the floor, Canadian style, which is like a, you know, flying drop kick probably through the ropes. And Sonata bumps <laughs> over the guardrails from the apron. Like that was incredible, right? So I, or apron drop kick. So he gets kicked to the floor. I'm sorry. I'm a little confusing from the, apron, he's standing there. Here comes Hiromu. He hits the fucking running, you know, apron drop kick that he does. And, and Sonata bumps over the guardrails. Tremendous. I love that. So uh, Hiromu hits a running drop kick over the guardrail and decides he's just, just going to bump flat on the concrete. And it is a sickening bump that like, Probably didn't hurt as much as we think it did, but maybe it kind of did hurt as much as we think it did because it, it kind of hurts him. <laughs> He's like, oh. He Hiromu, 
What did you think of that? Harumi Buddy. Harumi Buddy. I love that spot. Never do it again. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, I, I like seeing that cactus, uh, when cactus did the cactus elbow from the apron to the floor. I'm like, I love that every time. Now I realize what it did to him. Like, uh, maybe you oh, should have done like less than half the amount of those. <laughs> it's very ouchy, man. Very ouchy. So there's a magic screw like off the guardrail, like, or, and then one off the apron to the floor. And Hiromu sells out. <laughs> he sells so hard that he falls out the little damn gate. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I love when the little gate is involved. I love it. It's so it makes me laugh. The the little blue gate that's right there. You know? Me too. That's what I liked um, at the, the early points of the um, the Tama David Finley match where they did that little, little spot similar to that. <laughs> he yeah. kept fucking like, with the gate. It was great, man. Yeah. So Sonata controls Hiromu though with headlocks and cravats working the neck. You know, because he does the dead ball thing, and you know, and and Hiromu's so, got neck issues, yeah. Yeah, and he's got the neck problem. So, which was part of the Hiromu is awesome uh, video package, by the way. So, there's suplexes and other power moves uh, for two for Sonata, but there's more headlocks and just wearing Hiromu down. And like the crowd, this kind of sucks a little bit because the crowd is this is definitely Hiromu's the baby face here, and it's like, can we figure out who's the heel and baby face, please? Because it's kind of annoying that they keep moving back and forth. Because Rumor's definitely getting all the cheers here. So, but yeah. uh, all of just okay. So here we go. So we get a big comeback from Rumor, and he's hitting all his running drop kick moves right. And then they get the double leapfrog drop kick. Plancha, uh, you know, Sonata gets that. Then Plancha, and then he points at his ear. The champ does. And Taichi is there, just fucking looking cool. And I'm like, oh man, there you are. In fact. I forgot to mention it, but all of just five guys and LIJ are out there cheering their guy on, you know, and it used to be back in the day, Luke, that this, this night in particular, a lot of the factions had come out to support their wrestler, right? There's a lot of that going on tonight. And it used to be that like the whole faction might turn out for a big match. You know, if there was like a juniors title match, the whole faction might be ringside. They're just hanging out watching and I love that. It gives it such a big match feel. If you go back, watch any of Andre the Giant or Inoki's matches in New Japan, you'll see there's like a fucking army of people ringside. And it makes the match seem like the biggest deal of all time. So I just want to say I love that that trend is back. I don't care if they overuse it. I think it's great. So um, that makes me happy. I like it, too. Um, makes me happy. Yeah, people were noticing, too, by the way. I was, I was seeing them tweet about it. So anyway... Um, now, uh, <laughs> they kind of settle into that New Japan heavyweight main event rhythm, you know, where it's like, you know, big moves leading to uh, big near falls. And uh, there is a really fast, like, submission counter sequence into and out of Skull End that leads to uh, the D from Hiromu. And Chris Charlton, like, chokes on his whatever. He's, like, drinking something. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's the D. <laughs> he loves that. So, um I thought that was pretty funny. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a TKO on Hiromu for two from Sonata, and Sonata plays the crowd and to the camera, making facial expressions. I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's so great. So uh, he locks his skull in and uh, hits a moonsault uh, the first. Moonsault the second, but knees up, and Hiromu hits time bomb for two, and I am not happy about that. <laughs> what do you think of that, Luke? No. Look, the time bomb made me go, oh, shit. But it wasn't until the time bomb, too, where I'm just like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, well, he goes. They made right me believe, forward. so that's great wrestling. Yeah, I know this match is is really good, but it's also like fuck. I don't know. It's a frustrating match in a lot of ways, and it's also really great at the same time. So um, mm. there's a time bomb too, but no shining wizard from Sonata, and that's great. You know, remember when Okada had to dig to the past to like win matches? Yeah, somebody else is doing that too, but a different past. So I really enjoy that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's also there were some counters in between there, and there's more counters and a sweet German suplex from Hiromu, like fucking a, like so I was like, let's go, here we go, wow, it was beautiful, and just jumped, it was incredible. So Sonata, he starts, uh, I don't, he starts beating Hiromu like a dog, <laughs> it's great, and and Hiromu of course comes back and he hits two big power moves, a dynamite plunger I think was part of that, and. Uh, and after trying several times, he gets a big lariat. So he keeps trying to hit the lariat, but no, he gets foiled. Eventually, he hits the lariat and hits time. And then let's see here, big lariat. And he hits time bomb again, and it's like, no, this is time bomb two. And here it is. He's gonna win, but no, Sonata kicks out, and um, it acts as like a double down because they're both kind of fucked, right? So yeah. that was frustrating. But at that time, I was like, okay, kicked out of that, right? So. I was a little worried because at that point, Hiromu is like, well, okay, Time Bomb 1 didn't work, Time Bomb 2 didn't work, so how about Time Bomb 2.5? So he goes for that, but no, Sonic gets uh, Sonata gets out and goes for the Shining Wizard, but no, Hiromu blocks it. There's this really exciting moment they could have, like, let breathe a little bit right there where he blocked the, uh, you know, the Shining Wizard. They kind of just moved on real quick after that. Man, that should have just... Just a couple seconds, man. Just a couple seconds. I don't know. But it's it's really cool. So right into a running sequence where Sonata catches Hiromu in the skull in, right? We get the, uh, this really far moonsault for two. And then Deadfall is oh countered with the Hiromu rule, uh, roll. But a, a absolutely insane, out of nowhere, Shining Wizard. Like the camera work was so great because Sonata just comes flying out of frame. <laughs> from out of frame. <laughs> it just kills Hiromu with that um, deadfall. Sonata wins. Wow. The match is great. I loved it. Uh, Luke, what do you think about the match and what happened after the match? I love this match. Uh, I feel like Hiromu winning might have been kind of awesome, but it also might have undone more the, like, LIJ is established. We need to kind of, like, you know, cement uh, just five guys. Just that little more, please. You know, you can't. Like, I'm also a bit worried because sometimes first, sometimes like people with their first uh, heavyweight title, it's like a really short reign. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like, oh, are they going to do that with Sonata? I really hope, hope not. And they didn't. So, but they made me believe. They really made me believe. They laid it on thick that Hiromi wants to hold both titles and be the first wrestler to do it. They laid it on thick. Not only that, the wrestlers fucking crushed it and sold it. That time bomb too. I was like, oh shit, it's over. What do you do with just five guys? Oh, thank fuck, he kicked out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's kind of all <sighs> right. Edge of the kind of Wait, shit. Is, like I said, it's kind of a confusing match for fans, you know. And yeah. I'm not mad about that, and I just wish it was a little more clear who was, you know, I guess it's the idea is that it's almost like two factions of the same group in a way, you know, because, like, Suzuki-Goon turned babyface there at the end, and, 
you know, here we are with LIJ's baby face, but now the the members of those two groups are feuding. It's, I don't know, it's a similar feud to what they had last year, except Sonata's on a different side, pretty much. So. Yeah. Uh, great main event. I was, I was on a pretty big high because if you have a card with a never match on it and that never match is really good, I'm happy. Like, that's, you know, I'm done. The rest is just a icing on the cake kind of bonus for me. So yeah, I I really love this match. Uh, I like the like Sonata has two sides right now. He's got the hey I got some new shit I'm gonna pull this out and uh, I'm gonna surprise you with it. But he's also digging into the past and that tied into their uh, to the his Okada match because both men were digging into that deep well you know Okada channeling Antonio Anoki and you know. Sonata's channeling Keiji Mudo. So I, I do like that kind of dual thing there of like he's he's got a little something old, something new. All Sonata needs now is something borrowed and something blue. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome, man. Awesome. Dude. I love it. Dude, I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, before, I wanna, I'm going to talk about the last part in a sec. I love it because they've achieved something that – like, if you had told me this months ago, I would have been like, you're, you're full of shit. You're lying to me. But no, I live in a world where I'm just like, oh, my God, I love what they're doing with Okada right now. Sure, it's just the six-man nevers, but he's got it with Tanahashi and Ishii. There's like, Ishii doesn't like being in there, but, like, Okada's just like, I'm not even 100% sure I care about this belt either. But, go, but Ren Rito wants it. And he's being a fucking dick, so I'm just going to take his belt because I can. He's a little bitch. Also, Shooter, fuck you too. Kiyomiya, you're fuck. Oh, my God. I love what they're doing with Akata. They managed to make a non-world heavyweight champion Akata interesting. And I don't just mean, like, he's just gone crazy with balloons and scooby-dooby-doo. I mean, like, holy shit, they've, just, they've thought about it. They've been like, all right, we need to take the belt <laughs> off Akata, but Akata's a draw. We've got Forbidden Door coming up. Uh, he's in a trio now. Dude, here's what that is this what they're leading for Forbidden Door, like a trios match, like the yeah. like the AW trios champ versus the New Japan six man never trios. Uh, be- well, maybe, yeah. We'll the Carter Tanahashi and Ishii, that's gonna be a pretty big match. I don't know. There's there's things you could do about that. Uh, with with that, I'm think also like in my brain, like part of my brain's just like, oh, maybe they took the belt off Despy because now they can take those trios titles to some American shows and. You know, Despy one of the best decisions. Yeah, or they could put him on Moxley and Shooter and whoever their partner is. You know, so, yeah. I mean, there's oh, a lot so, of things they can do. This this show has a lot of possibilities, but we're not done telling stories, Luke. No, dude. So yes, they made Okada cool and interesting for me, and they've kept that really asshole aspect. Oh, I love it, and they've turned some Sonata around to the point where like I was getting really mad because I thought Hiromu was going to beat him. You know, like, oh, I just fucking love wrestling. And then I think everyone can untwist their knickers because it finally happens. Yoda Suji, everyone, the Godzilla music hits. Oh Who my is God. it? Who is it? Who is it? He's coming to the Japan. He's going to hit the app with his, his foot. Yeah, it is. Goddamn, Yoda Suji, looking like a complete <laughs> badass, comes in and just lays waste to... Uh, just five guys leaves them all laying 
and he he cuts a promo saying like, hey, I'm next. I'm I. Hey, you thought you guys were something new for New Japan? No, 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 nah, mate. I'm that new factor for New Japan, and I'm gonna fucking like change everything. I'm the next challenger. Man. And uh, and just in case, uh, yeah. <laughs> and just <laughs> just in case you uh, didn't know uh, where Yoda Suji's uh, allegiances uh, are lying. Uh, at the end of his promo, and I did hear the crowd gasp when he did this, because I did too. He does the chest bump and the <gasps> LIJ fist bump in the air. Yoda goddamn Suji is in LIJ. Uh, we called yes! that too. We called yeah. that too months ago. Yeah. So just saying. But uh, I love this. So this is so cool. The whole shift of the focus of New Japan. Like there's a whole shift. It's different now, you know? I love it. You still yeah. got the the guys like Tanahashi, like you just said, Tanahashi Okada. They still have something to do. An interesting story. Yet, at the top of the card, younger guys. I, I it's it's shocking to me that Suji's coming in with a title shot. That's Jay White shit, right? So yeah, that's Okada shit too. You kind of think he's gonna win, right? I mean, like that's kind of how that works. But at the same time, I don't want him to win. Fuck him. Fuck him and his smile. I'm not Which, ready by for the way, trying to end. <laughs> what, a, what a perfect fucking person to join LIJ because we've seen his character on some of those like uh, New Japan Strong shows where he'll show up. Is that His character is that he's a heel who thinks he's a baby face, right? So he has this big smile that he's, oh, I'm, you know, I'm such a nice guy, but he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and I love it. I love that character. That's Naito 100%. This would be great. I don't know. I'm fired up for this. You know, I'm looking at right now the major matches that were made for Dominion already, Luke. And one of them oh, is yeah. the main event. It's Sonata versus Yoda Suji, <coughs> who didn't even, didn't even change his name, you know, in the main event for the IWGP title. Luke, oh, it's going to happen. That, and, and that doves, doves, dovetails perfectly. Uh, into, I guess, what to bring up next. And that's like, yes, we know there's all the best of the Super Junior stuff. We're not looking past that. We just don't want to spoil ourselves by uh, analyzing the cards. So forgive us for that. Let us let us be fans, goddammit. But uh, some of the Dominion card has been announced and we will get uh, Aussie Open versus Bishamon versus the House of Torture for the tag team titles. That, the match that will happen, yes. Yep. As you said, we're getting Sonata versus Yoda Suji. And look, every time there's a never match, I have one question after that never match, no matter who wins. Who's going to challenge for that title next? I need to know right now because I need to know because it's my belt and I want to know. Well, I know. And I know when the match is happening. And the build-up's going to be fucking awesome no matter where, when it happens. It's David Finley versus Al Fantasmo for the never open gold. Uh, uh, oh, y- yes, please. Fuck yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely hope that like you know, if 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 ELP's gonna lose, that he puts on like a performance like Tama did. It's gonna be great. So anyway, we also uh, I don't know if you saw this, but I don't know if you heard this, but also we have Jeff Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr. already made as well. Rematch for the uh, TV title. I'm not sure if you mentioned that. If you did, I apologize to you. Uh, it's, um, I am looking at well, but yes, and they haven't even got that match listed there because so uh, those motherfuckers. New Japan, 
made me look stupid on my New Japan podcast. Thanks, New what Japan. We aren't spoiling anything, but I am going to read to you the matches from the first night of Best of the Super Juniors 30. And that's on May 12th. Yep. That's Friday. That's just in a couple days. Oh, my God. It's uh, sorry to hear. Okay. So uh, on this night, uh, we have all A and B block actions. So we start off with B block actions. Kevin Knight versus Clark Connors. He still has this old picture nice. there. We have Ryusuke Taguchi in A block versus Taiji Ishimori. Uh, next in A block, B block, whatever, we have Bushi versus Dan Maloney. Next in the fourth match, Luke, we have in the A block, Kushida versus Doki. Fucking Doki's winning that match. Please. 100% he is winning that match, by the way. Next, we have a guy who's definitely losing. Master Wado versus Francesco Akira. <laughs> and next we have Leah Rush versus Show. That actually will be are you a trying lot to do, of fun. Are you trying to do um, that episode of South Park where they're ragging on Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider Ooh. is the carrot. That's pretty good. I was not. I was more talking oh. like there's a Bud Light commercial that I'm kind of, you know, like Bud Light, you know, like that kind of thing. Ah. But uh, it's kind of the same thing. That's probably what they're making fun of. But anyway, next, Luke, I will give you a much different voice, and that's Yo versus Robbie Eagles, the most interesting man in the world. Yo. Fuck him up, Robbie. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, next, we have my favorite wrestler, fucking Teton, versus <laughs> TJP. Next, Luke, we will Go have TJP. El Desperado versus Yoshinobu. Again, tomorrow. So that'll oh be really God. fun. Let's see it, how many headlocks there are in that match. <laughs> oh, next, <laughs> Luke is the main event. It's A-block action. It's Robert Takahashi uh, versus B.O.I. Pele. So that's going to be an amazing night. I, I, at least for the first couple nights, it looks like they're going to have all matches, all singles matches. So that'll be great. Sponsored by Bud Light. Uh, I'm, uh, just so you know, uh, Bud is not a huge beer here, so we don't really get Budweiser commercials. So, yeah, no, I'll just uh, put that out. You there. know, I will tell you this, that if you've ever had Red Stripe, um, that's like the Jamaican beer, pretty sure it's just Budweiser, like in a, a like bottle with a red stripe on it. That's the same. <laughs> okay. Just All right. So life hack. That's a life hack. I'm, I'm glad you did that. But uh, look, we, we've talked about what's coming up in New Japan. We've uh, skimmed a show. We deep dived into Dontaku. We've done all sorts of, uh, of fun shit. Let's do one more. Uh, let's take yeah. one more fun shit, I guess. Uh, uh, man, I've got to work on my phrasing for things. Uh, but <laughs> we have a wrestler diary. Uh, so uh, uh, Jay's been uh, nice enough to send us another one. It is a diary entry from Tomowaki Honma. All right, everyone. So we've covered the upcoming cards for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Some of them, anyway. We've covered... One show briefly. We've deep dived into wrestling, Dontaku. We've done all sorts of really cool shit, and now it's time for one really last uh, cool uh, shit. We've got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, we have a wrestler diary. Yeah, oh, our favorite. Jay was nice enough 
to send us another uh, another J diary, another wrestler diary. This is from Tomawaki Honma. There's a photo that goes with it. He's in a Honmania shirt. It's sleeveless, and he's eating a cherry. Episode 224. As you do. All right. So the called... wrestler diary. It's it's called I got subbed in on short notice, and it goes something like this. <laughs> Hello everyone, Takeshi here. Thank you for coming to Road to Wrestling Dontaku. I'm glad to see that all arenas in Japan are allowing people cheer. We all worked hard and got through this tough time, didn't we? Let's have fun at the wrestling arenas and release all the power we've accumulated. I really think that your cheering will give the wrestlers the energy and lead to better performances. At the moment, I'm in Kobe. My muscles and energy are at their peak after training at Gold Gym. <laughs> I feel so hot. It's all I need to feel happy. I'm going to do my best in Kobe today as well. I was originally scheduled to participate in the Kochi show. However, Tanahashi-san, who was scheduled to participate in the tournament, had a rib fracture in his side and had to pull out. Injury is just a fact of life for us wrestlers. I feel sorry for the fans, but I think Mr. Tanahashi himself is the one man who is most disappointed. He has the strong sense of duty and loves to be the center of attention. Oh, he does. I'm going to. It is true. Hey, I'm just going to end the last 15 minutes uh, with an air guitar spot. (laughs) And me sitting at home thinking, like, can I just stop watching this and put YouTube YouTubes on or something? You know what? I'm just going to rock out to this a bit, and I end up sucking <laughs> seeing it all. So, yeah. It's, it's not I as cool it. as Aichi rocking out to the Just Five Guys thing. That's saying. true. It's a strong possibility that the final member of Okada's team for the Never Six Man Tag Team was going to be Tanahashi. I can't easily get joined that team because I'm replacing Tanahashi <laughs> on the undercard. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, where the roster is so skilled, it's not easy to get a title shot. That's why I think this is my one chance in this atmosphere. Kizuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, X. How can I get picked to be it? I know, I know. How can I? I I know, I know. This is sad. I I know. Oh, my God. Poor Hanma. We always say it. Poor Hanma. I mean, come on, man. Oh, my God. Sad hold music. How can I get picked to be X? The biggest problem is that Ishii-san says he doesn't want that person to be a member of Hantai. He's so stubborn, stuck in the old ways of doing things. It's not enough to prove myself in the ring. First, I have to convince Ishii-san to let me join. Then I'll fight and win the Never Belt. That's what I'll do. I'll win my shot at being picked to be X. By wrestling with all my heart in the undercard, I'll never give up. This tour oh. is still going on. Please come to the venue. Kakeshi is <laughs> like, Oh my god. Please, please buy a ticket. It's for, we, <laughs> we're for the fans. Please buy a ticket. <laughs> wow. Man, Hama. I feel terrible terrible for him, but at the same time, that little promotion at the end is like, wait, wait a second. This brother's working. And I love, again, that he is one of the wrestlers that writes his wrestler diary in character. That's fantastic. He does. He totally kayfabe the whole thing, didn't he? Yeah, it was great. 
And uh, it was entertaining slash sad and adorable because we read it after the fucking, you know, the Never Six Man X stuff. So maybe <laughs> it's actually funnier that we that, that happened because, like, if it happened before that, we'd be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. They're not going to do that, are they? Because it's yeah, But no, man, that was amazing. Hey, man. And this is a good episode. We, we like, what do you think, Luke? What do you think of the future of New Japan? Like a bunch of new guys have debuted. They're clearly, you know, going in the direction they said they were going to go in, which is kind of like a youth movement. They're doing it. What do you think? Where are we going? What's up? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Um, I love it. Uh, I feel like you and I like old wrestling, but I don't feel like you and I are particularly nostalgic for it we love it like we respect it like it's, it's great it's all the building blocks for the stuff we're watching now but i feel like you and i we like to see the new thing like we we like to see the new up-and-comers we like fresh faction changes and matchups and all this kind of shit and we're getting it do i miss the dads yes especially since the only dad that they seem determined to have on most of the time is fucking macabre but your boy you know i wouldn't want like i don't think i wouldn't want the dads to be like still there when you could have go to suji on the show show to umino on the show render reader on the show like and no offense to them they're great older dudes but yeah they've got to focus on uh new stuff new fresh matchups and factions and everything man like covid opened everything the fuck up uh, but, including but like, like including look, including Gato could like go to his fantasy dream book and be like, wow, I think I can actually fucking open this again and start fucking moving along and telling some stories. But Love look it. what's look what's happened for the dads. Like <laughs> while while they were bored and had nothing to do, one of them won the Noah title and the other one won the All Japan <laughs> title. Not only that, Tiger so, Mask won the uh, All Japan yes! Junior title. Yeah, right. Jima was also tag champ. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. So, so the dads are the do. dads are like, right. we ain't got nothing going on. Hey, uh, can we go do shows over in these companies? And New Japan's just like, yeah, we're fucking stacked. We've got nothing for you, man. Fucking top guy shit, man. I love it. I reckon I love the dads. I reckon Makabe easily could get booked on those other shows, but he sees of New course. Japan as the best and him being one of the best for being in New Japan. So he's like, nah, it's not going to work for me, brother. I'm just saying oh, He'd rather lose in New Japan than win <laughs> on Noah. What is Noah? He doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know who Marifuji is. So, um, But uh, <laughs> anyway, man, what? Uh, I'm just excited for the future. Thanks for asking, by the way. And uh, I'm excited for oh. the future. And as always, <laughs> I feel like that, you know, I've said it a million times, but it bears repeating is that if you love something in wrestling, you know, cherish it, pay attention to it as much as possible because it's going to change. But if you hate something in wrestling, then that's don't great. worry because it's going to change soon. And and that's a great thing. And finally, some changes come to New Japan. I hope that this is like going to bring in some younger fans. When you look in the audience, it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell how old people are. You know, as far as the Japanese audience, I know that like. Probably in the United States, it's probably people more my age and late 30s and stuff like that. So I hope that they're able to draw some younger folks and like kind of, you know, get that AEW crowd or whatever they're trying to do. And and hopefully this is a way to do it. Yeah. Uh, mind you, for 
I feel like the other thing I also need to, to just kind of focus on is just telling awesome stories and awesome matches and stuff because when New Japan was like, like kind of hit that peak before the pandemic, it was on the rise. It was doing fucking awesome, and then things kind of slowed down, and there wasn't so much story stuff anymore, and maybe it wasn't the most exciting time, even though you and I found lots to enjoy about it. <laughs> you know, because like we appreciate what they're doing and stuff, but like everything's fully opened up again as i said gato can now like rather than slowly you know tick off a couple things in his like fantasy dream book he's got he can crack that whole thing open and be like oh we're doing all of this now just watch like new japan now feels like completely different to what it was like six months ago how awesome is that yeah man it's it's nice to see change because change is good regardless of the situation for the most part so anyway i don't know man i'm excited for what's going to happen the you know just to let people know you know as far as we know it's just going to be me and luke this year covering best of super juniors unless we find another favorite wrestler to bring on the podcast we'll see what happens and you know you never know who we're going to have you on like seriously you never fucking know <laughs> seriously yeah. so also something remember when to mention this is important luke i have to i have to uh, you know, cut you off here just to let you know that yeah, it, it is confirmed that Gino Gambino will be at Dominion. That has been confirmed by the man himself, and not only him, but Chris Charlton, the real authority on pro wrestling in Japan. Nice. Hell yeah. Fucking awesome. Man, What? I always look forward to doing a show, but I look forward to it with, like, extra stank. When the show's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's not like the stink, part of my life that extra Yeah. No, 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 no. This is the the, the good kind of stink. Like uh Listen, like I have to watch Yoshihashi do that butterfly no, 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 lock no, no, and then no. he did the extra no, no, twist. No, no. I'm like, yeah. No, don't you dare compare a podcast to the butterfly lock. I will kill you. Maybe we are. Maybe we are the butterfly lock of podcasts. If so, write us at neveropenpod at gmail.com. Hey, the good thing about that, though, Mr. Guy, is uh, nobody ever taps out at butterfly lock, which means no one's ever going to quit listening to our show. Hey! Silver linings. All right. They will. They have. They are. Yeah, they they aren't listening right now. They're like, oh, Oh. Dantaku's done? Yeah, we're done. But, uh, yeah, uh, unless Mr. Guy has uh, anything he'd like to add. In Gator, who we trust. <laughs>